Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. I was excited when she called me and asked me if I would teach, because it's been quite a while since I have. So the Lord had laid something upon my heart uh, quite a while back, and this has to do with being a person of character and of your word. Now, in this day and time, sometimes we don't value that as being something that we need to do. But we are called to be light in a dark world, and we're people set apart, different, and lacking integrity, not lacking integrity or character. Webster's Dictionary uses some of these definitions to describe character. Strength of mind, moral quality, unimpaired, unadulterated, or genuine state. Related words are virtue, reputable, and integrity. Part of our character building comes over the challenge to be a person of our word. I love the fact that from a very early age, this was modeled to me by those around me, particularly adults. And I saw that time and time again where they would give their word, and when they gave their word, it was their bond. And because they were Texan, they did that handshake, and that confirmed that they were a person of their word. And when they did then it built character in them. It let people around them see that they could be trusted. Little did I know that this would be one of the things that would be a thread through all my life with all the adults that were in my life. And you know what? It allowed me to not only trust them, but to trust God. More importantly, to trust him. Let's look at a scripture, 1 John 2.5, it says, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Okay, what, what does that mean to you? Well, it means to me to always keep my word no matter what. This shows that I'm willing to be led by God in making my word and keeping it by the relationships I have with him, and also it makes me accountable to him for every word and action, because giving your word has an action to it. How many times have you or I given our word and then something happens, and for one reason or another, we cannot keep it? I know I have. It was a difficult thing to keep with what I said. So in that particular instance, we have to go and ask that person for forgiveness and say, I am so sorry. I stepped out where I shouldn't have, and I gave my word. But that won't happen again because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit to teach me how to be a person of my word. 
I did not want to be, as James 1 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded to me means wishy-washy. Okay, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to go over here and do this. So you see that in this culture of today, people aren't committed to one thing. And they, they overcommit and they undercommit. So I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a double-minded person. I want to be trustworthy and to know that God can trust me. I also want my friends and my family and my associates to know that they can trust me. Okay, we're going to look at another verse, and it's Deuteronomy 23, 23. Okay, that says, That which has gone from your lips you shall keep and perform. For you voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you promised with your mouth. Wow. You know, when I started studying this and where it was in Scripture, it reminded me that I always had to be a a person of my word because I'm making that vow to God. Not just to people, but more importantly to God. So every promise that I make... I do it to God. Have you ever accepted an invitation to something, then has something that seems a better invitation come up? Uh Uh-huh. I think we all have done that. We've all seen that uh, we accept something, and then we're able to... Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Then we're able to be... Committed to that first thing. That first thing is more important. I heard a story just today. I was listening to several things, and this man was talking about that he had some friends that had invited him out, and they were going to go out and do some guy friends, go out and do this thing. And the guy friends all bailed on him. So he called his girlfriend, and he said, well, how would you like to go do something? And she said, well, what happened to your friends? And he said, well, they had other things to do. And she said, well, no, I'm not going out with you. If I'm not first, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So we learned from that that You know, we don't want to hurt people's feelings when they give us an invitation. If we're not sure that we can make it, Say no. Let no be your default. We far too much say yes to things and then later go, oh, whoops, I need to take a step back. I need to decide that that's going to be too much for me. So being a person of your word comes in our invitations to accept or not accept things. Now let's go to Psalms. Psalms 119, verse 9. It says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Okay, so we can put our name in there and say, How can I cleanse my way? By taking heed according to your word. 
And your word says that I have to be a person of my word. Okay, we're going to give some practical applications now. Here's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> Being of your, your person of your word goes far beyond what you think. Have you ever thought about one of these things as being a person of your word, being on time. Okay, how many times have we run late, didn't call, walked in, and we've disturbed what was going on? We also, in our character, we have told that person, you're not important because my time's more important than yours. In Philippians 2, 3, it says, the New Living Translation says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take interest in others too. So, let's look at that being on time. It may seem trivial to you. But in reality, it's very important. If someone has taken the time to do things and be on time themselves, then it shows respect when we are on time. When we go, it shows respect not only for them, but for the coordinator of the event and for those around us. How many times have you been in a meeting or something and... Someone, you're right into the speaker's message, and someone comes in late behind you, and it takes your focus off. So, and the speaker, too. When they're standing up there, and you don't know how many hours they've studied and tried to pull something together, and so you're dishonoring them. In any event, it comes back to our character. It's a character of integrity or not. Always respect others' time if you want them to respect yours. I have an example. Our family was always um, doing things together, and we had an older sister, and she would always be late. So we tricked her. We'd say, okay, we're going to have it at 6 when we were really going to have it at 7. And she finally caught on to us. (laughs) But she learned that it was important to be there on time. We would have her bring in the dessert, however, because we never knew exactly what time she would be there. (laughs) I had a a chance this week to kind of test that out because I go to a Bible study on Thursday with some ladies that I've been friends with for years. And doggone it, I look like I was going to be late. I hate that because I like to be early. So I texted the lady and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm running behind. Well, I got there and two other ladies were there, but not the whole group was there. So I was pretty much on time, even though I wasn't at the time that she had said. After the Bible study, one of the ladies happened to have, uh, going to have a surgery on her eye. And she said, I can't drive next week. And so I volunteered. I said, 
I'll be more than happy to pick you up. And one of the other ladies chimed in because this particular lady is always late. And she chimed in and said, you're going to be on time. Beverly's always on time. (laughs) So not to pat myself on the back, but someone noticed. They notice when you're late. They notice when you're not respecting their time. And even though they may never say it, it puts something in their mind. Can this person be trusted? Because it goes to a matter of trust. Okay, another thing that we all don't think about sometimes is keeping appointments. How many times have you had an appointment and then, oh my goodness, I can't believe it, but I'm not going to be able to keep that appointment. So what do you do? You use your word. And your word says, if you can't keep something, you notify them. And I had this to happen to me. I had a doctor's appointment, and I had some tests run, and I wasn't going to be able, he wasn't, excuse me, got a frog in my throat. He wasn't going to be able to have the testing done by the time I got there. So I called and I rescheduled. Now, I could have just overlooked that, gone to the appointment, and then he would have been frustrated because the testing wasn't there. He couldn't give me full information. So we hold some responsibility when we're making appointments. We need to show that we care about ourselves and we care about others because they may have put something aside just to meet with you. You don't know what they put aside. They may have put family time. They may have put a date with their wife. They may have put time with their husband. They may have put time with their children just to meet with you. And if you don't honor that, then you've put distrust in their heart for you. And not only that, perhaps for God. Think about this. What if someone in that office you've been talking to and all of a sudden a door is open where you can start talking to them about God? Well, if you've shown yourself not to be a person of your word, how can they trust you when you talk about God and trust him? So it it comes to a matter of trust. Then the next one is being honest. You know that saying, honesty is the best policy? Well, it is. But I don't like the saying, I'll be perfectly honest. You should always be honest. (laughs) So when we're honest with others, they can see that we can be trusted. And remember, what we're always trying to do is we're always trying to show the Father's trust, that he can be trusted. And he uses us as his arms, his feet, his legs, to show him in the earth and show his love. Set a standard for yourself to always be honest. If you can't say something good about somebody, don't say anything. So our words have impact. Okay, then we got 
get up to keeping a promise. Psalms 89:34. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Wow. That's impactful, isn't it? Because if we think about making a promise, we have to think of everything that involves that promise. If we break a promise, then we suffer consequences of broken relationships, broken trust, and hurt. It not only hurts me, but it hurts my character. So in considering a promise, I give you these four things to consider. First of all, understand what you're promising to do. Sometimes we don't fully get that, that, okay, this is something that I'm promising to do. What exactly is that? Then number two, understand how you can fulfill that promise. So have a plan. Okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this to fill that promise. And number three, you know the time commitment. How many times have we overcommitted? I know I have lots of times. And when you overcommit, then you're letting something else go by the wayside or it's being pushed over here when you've made that commitment first. So be careful about that. And number four, you are confident in who you're making the promise to. So don't just make promises to just anybody. So know who you're making the promise to. It's up to you to be confident that you have prayed and considered the matter of promise first. In Deuteronomy 23:23, from the New King James, it says, That which has gone from your lips, you shall keep and perform. For you voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. This scripture is so clear. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that, that we have to be careful for the words and the promises to keep them and to act upon them. So keeping them and acting upon them. For, to God, for what we have promised. We need to act in alignment with what our words speak. So we can't speak one thing and do another. We have to be right on board with what we say and what we do. Let's turn to James 5.12. It says, Above all things, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation. So having that yes and not wavering, or the no and not wavering. So he doesn't want us to waver in our decisions. If you have broken your word and you've damaged your relationships with someone, then go to them and ask for forgiveness. That's number one. And I'd like every 
head bowed, and we're going to pray a little prayer, and then I'm going to give you a little suggestions as to how we carry through. So, Father, I repent and ask the Father to show me how I can be a person of my word and how to restore the broken trust with you and others. In Jesus' name, amen. It's as simple as that. We have to repent, ask for forgiveness, and then go to those that we've made that distrust with and ask forgiveness from them. Some suggestions in what we are doing that will let him know that he can trust us and that we trust him. Number one, we will trust him in revealing to me through his scripture in time, in prayer, building relationships with the family of God and with people. Okay, so how do you do that? By being a part of a life group. You have accountability with others, and you develop relationships with our fellow believers. And seeking ways to serve someplace in the church. So this, this is another thing of being in our character and being a, a person of our word. When we say we'll serve somewhere and we don't show up, we've just negated what we just said. <clears throat> I will learn to trust in my daily life and be trusted even if I don't know how. So sometimes we've had trust issues in our life, and it's hard for us to trust. So how do we do that? Reading and studying scripture each and every day. That's vital. That's vital. Asking the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me each day. We have to have the Holy Spirit because when we listen to the outside world, the outside world says, no commitment. You don't have to be a person of your word. You don't have to follow through. But what does the Holy Spirit say? He says, be a man or a woman of character. Be a person of your word. I will communicate with God and others. A daily prayer time. We need that. That's like not eating. We need that nourishment. We need that nourishment every day. So if you go several days without eating, then you're just at that point to where you're famished. Same way with prayer time. If you go without prayer for several days, then your spirit is famished. So we need that daily prayer time. And then we need to contact those who God has put us in relationship with. That's very important. We're not just to be an island unto itself. We're to be out there building that relationship. And part of that is being a person of your word. 